0: Thank you for listening to this message, brought to you by the Audio Ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now, let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. You know, at Lighthouse, we uh, we've always honored and respected our military. And uh, how many of you have? Served in the military. Raise your hands. All right. How many? Scott? Is your hand up? What we branch were you in? Army? Okay. So shock how many of you were, were Marines? Any, any Marines here? Okay. Good. Then we won't have any struggles. Any uh, Army? How many of you were Army? Army? Air Force? Navy? Oh, you guys were both Navy. Oh, wow. Well, Thank you, thank you for your service. We really appreciate that. And um, we thank God for you. We thank God for uh, the many men and women who have uh, have uh, taken such great risks for our freedom. Politics behind military and um, probably a lot of it's true. But the bread and butter, the nuts and bolts of it is you have brave men and women willing to go out and fight many times in the clear defense of our country and in our interests and uh, so we thank you for that we wouldn't where would we be where would we be if we had not uh, responded to the challenges the threats of world war 1 or world war 2 what if the civil war had gone another way there's so many times you just you just scratch your head and say where would we be and uh, so we this is a, a time of memorials and, you know, it's, it's, it's not simply, it was established um, as a military holiday. My, let me just give you a little bit of a history on it, just as an introduction. Memorial Day, it's an American holiday, observed on the last Monday of May, honoring the men and women who died while serving in the US military. Originally known as Decoration Day, it originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday in 1971. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries and memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. On May 5, 1868, General John A. Logan, leader of an organization for Northern Civil War veterans, called for a nationwide day of remembrance later that month. The 30th day of May, 1868, is designed for the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise Decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet church yard in the land, he proclaimed. And of course, uh, it, uh, Civil War was the bloodiest uh, war that the United States had uh, been through at that time and then it was an eclipse by World War I and then that was eclipsed by World War II. So, but it's a time, rightfully so, honoring those that, uh, that have paid the ultimate price. I'd like us to start by looking at Psalm 112, verse 6. The title of this morning's sermon is, Go Make a Memory and Make It a Good One. Go make a memory. We're building memories. This is really kind of the third point in, in today's message. It's a simple message. I'm not going to say it's going to be the shortest sermon you'll ever hear, because uh, you're starting to not believe me. But we are building memorials. This is, this is very, very important. We're building memorials right now. We're building memorials in our lives, with our families, with our friends, with our church, with our, with our Savior, with, with the legacy that we're gonna leave behind. Right now, we're building our memorial. And we have the opportunity of writing our, our epitaph, what they're gonna say about us. Hopefully, if it's true, and hopefully it's recorded properly, we're writing it right now. And it may be that people will look at us and say, that, 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 that man, that lady, boy, she loved the Lord. They loved the Lord. They prayed. They served. They were faithful. They were true. They were solid. They were strong. They stood up for Christ when it seemed like nobody else was. And it may not be exactly ever like that. We're the only one, but we're writing our heritage, writing our our memorial as we go. And in Psalm chapter one twelve, Psalm chapter one twelve, verse six, surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege that we have to be in your house today. We thank you, Lord, for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, for the things that are continually ours, constantly ours. The word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, the truth contained in the Bible. Lord, we pray that that you'd bless this service. Uh, Lord, may it bring honor and glory to your name. We pray, Father, that if there be any here today that have not yet repented of their sin and trusted Christ as Savior, Father, we pray that this would be the day of salvation. And Lord, it's exactly that. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're just so thankful for the great gospel message. Lord, we ask you bless the service. Again, use it for your honor and glory. That's our highest goal. We're here for you, Lord, not for us. We're here to Open up the word of God and to let the Holy Spirit of God work in our hearts and in our minds. And Father, if our goals or our aspirations should be in any other direction at any time, correct us, Lord, and bring us back to the place that we need to be. Lord, we thank you for this time. We pray that you would bless it, and we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Go make a memory and make it a good one. I was looking over, I, I, I keep my, my sermons in fairly good order. And uh, I'm drawn to this kind of a title. This isn't a rehashed sermon. I've, I've preached a sermon more than once, you know, on, on probably several occasions over the last 30 years. Uh, but it's not a common thing. It's not an ordinary thing. And this is not one. But the, the title is, is similar. Go make a memory. Because I'm really reminded, and I think regularly, and time this make help me at least to focus in more clearly, that we're writing our epitaph. We're writing our life story. We write that. You know, by the grace of God, living under in his grace and walking in his footsteps, we're writing our legacy. It's, it's, it's a wonderful reality. When you get back to the, the, real, the uh, initial uh, reason for Memorial Day, it's all about freedom. And it's people fighting for freedom. Freedom must be fought for. We cannot give up our rights and expect to be free. And we could say this a hundred different ways, and it's been said a hundred better ways than what I could possibly say today, but we can never give up our rights, and hope for freedom. Because if you give up your rights, you lose your freedom. And so people fought and died for our rights, for our freedom. Thomas Campbell said, the patriot's blood is the seed of freedom's tree. The patriot's blood is the seed of freedom's tree. James Bryce said, patriotism consists not in waving the flag, but in striving that our country shall be righteous as well as strong. I want to read that again. Patriotism consists not in waving the flag, but in striving that our country shall be righteous as well as strong. Choir songs, songs similar to that, in times past, uh, for America and our nation. We're going to take a look at a few things today, and the first one is memorials. They're worth the price. That's why they're memorials because there was a price that was paid for it, and this kind of points one and two are a little bit similar, but I want us to look at a few different passages today, and I'm going to reference others. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 12, verse 14. Memorials. What's the purpose of a memorial? Does it, does it steep you in traditionalism? Absolutely not. There is an element of tradition in it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Tradition is not a bad thing. Tradition is simply a method by which people do a particular thing. It Could be cultural, it could be it could be uh, ethnic, it could be uh, national. Tradition is not necessarily a bad thing. And memorials, memorials, particularly the kind of memorials we're talking about, they are they are events that are meant to be memorialized. What's in, in some of these things we're going to talk about? God said, "I want you to think about this." In Exodus chapter 12, verse 14. Talking about the Passover. This is the Passover. This is when the death angel passed over on the 10th plague when the children of Israel were getting ready to leave Egypt. And by the way, this is well documented uh, in extra-biblical record. The name of Moses is cited in, in uh, several uh, ancient societies. and He was a very, uh, he was a, in historic context, he was mammoth in, in, his, in his standing. And in Exodus 12, verse 14, it says, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your, ger- your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an ordinance forever, the Passover. Now, the actual Passover happened once. But God said, this is so important. This needs to be a memorial. I want you to remember. And think about the principles of the Passover. The principle of the Passover was anyone who did not have the blood of the lamb applied to the doorpost and lintel of their house, they would lose their firstborn in every household. What was important, what was paramount, it was not your religious upbringing, it was not your ethnicity, it wasn't even your geographic location. It's do you or do you not have the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and lintel of your house? And if you did, then you were spared. If you didn't, well, then there was a calamity like the world has never seen. And just as a point of reference, the Egyptians were known for their great lamentations. I mean, when they had funerals, they would have... It was just really very demonstrative, very loud. And the Bible says about the Passover, there was never a lamentation, a lamentation like the lamentation that held when the Passover happened. Never anything like it before or after. So the Passover is meant to be a memorial, something we remember. And it's a good memorial. It's something that God wrote down and said, I want you to remember, number one, that the blood of the Lamb was absolutely necessary, and death ensued when it wasn't correctly applied. It's super important. God wants us to remember that. This is the most important of all the, I believe there's seven Jewish feasts. This is the most important of the seven feasts. There's three main ones. This, I believe, is the top one, the Passover. And it says, This day shall be unto you for a memorial. See, memorials are worth the price. When it happened, when the actual Passover happened, this is true with any of these instances. We're just going to reference a few more. But on the Passover, when it happened, it was shocking was shocking. It was overwhelming in its scope and its context and the in the depth of its of, of the of the event in, the, that it really was. It was just an overwhelming event. And God says, Yep, and I want you to think about this. I don't ever want you to forget about what happened back then. That I, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, and that I needed to provide a way for my children to get out of Egyptian, the world, bondage, and it's through the blood of the Lamb. So you have the Passover. That is absolutely a memorial. You have, if you want to turn with me, it's uh, just uh, not too far away. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 32, the laying up of the manna. This is another memorial. Now, there's many in Scripture. We're not going to try to cite all of them. But the laying up of the manna. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 32, the Bible says, And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commandeth. Fill an omer of it, talking about the manna, to be kept for your generations that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. Now this was pretty interesting because you remember what happened to the manna when you tried to collect two days at once? It would rot. They did that. When it first happened, God said, I'm gonna, they were hungry, God sent manna. You know what manna means? It means what is this? It was like little wafers of bread on the ground all of a sudden it just came out of nowhere and it's manna. What is this? That's what the word means. Manna means what is this? So God would send a manna every day and God said, only take one day's worth. Because if you take two days' worth, the principle being, trust me every day. Don't, don't lay up stores. Trust me every day. And that was the principle. I'll give you a man every day. So one day, I'll give man. If you try to lay it up for two days, and they did, <laughs> they did. You know, they, uh, just, it's amazing. You know, we can point at the Israelites and say, why'd you go and do it that way? Didn't you know what God said? Then we realize we've got to point the finger back at us sometimes too, amen? Why'd you go and have to do it that way? Didn't you hear what God said? You know, it's, we're not so different. But they tried to gather two days at a time and it stank. But when you, collect, you can collect two days in preparation for the Sabbath so you don't have to go out and gather it. And on that day, the second day's manna didn't rot. Well, now you have another instance that is really supernatural Take some of the manna, put it in the ark, and it won't rot. God preserved this. Why? Because He wanted the people to remember I fed you every day everything you needed, and you may have doubted, you may not have doubted, but I fed you every single day. That was a memorial. God wanted the people of Israel, children of Israel, those who had seen it, but then their descendants, those people who might forget, those people who heard the story, but they need to see with their own eyes, God wanted them to know, I fed you every day. God is faithful. The memorial is that God will always take care of us. You know, one other thing, and you, you can turn with me here. I, we're not going to turn to everyone together, but next is chapter 28, ephod, ephod. How many of you know what an ephod is? You, you've heard about it. It's in the Bible, right? In, in Exodus chapter twenty-eight, verse twelve, and uh, let me just turn there so I get a context. Exodus chapter twenty-eight, verse twelve, God is setting up the ceremonial worship. By the way, and that's not a bad thing. It was it was a good thing. It was needed for a reason. But He's setting up ceremonial worship, and it says in verse uh, uh, this whole chapter is talking about getting Aaron, who's the first high priest, and his sons and. And the, the method of of leading the people in worship, and all the instruments and the and the garments, and the ephod being a garment. It says in verse 12, and thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of the ephod. I'm sorry, let's back up to verse nine. And thou shalt take two Onyx stones, engrave on them the names of the children of Israel. So two big black stones, Onyx, I think, is always black, and on each one do six names of the tribes. There's twelve tribes of Israel. God said, I want you to to engrave on these onyx stones the names of the tribes of the children of Israel. Um, It says, uh, verse 9, Thou shalt take two onyx stones, engrave on them names of the children of Israel, six of the names on one stone, and the other six names of the rest on the other stone according to their birth. With the work of an engraver in stone, Like the engravings of a signet, shalt thou engrave the two stones with the names of the children of Israel. Thou shalt make them to be set in ouches of gold. And thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of the ephod for stones of memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his two shoulders for memorial. So part of the high priest's garment, there's a couple different types of ephod, but this particular ephod, when the high priest would go in before the Lord, he went in, representing the entire nation. And that was the purpose of having the the 12 names, six on each stone, on this ephod. Now what it was, it was it was a garment, there were no sleeves, but there was like straps over the top, you'd have a front and the back part of the ephod, and it was just, but the key thing here was God never wanted them to forget, high priest, you are representing the children of Israel before me. And as a reminder of that, as a memorial for that, he would have the names on the on the onyx stones on the ephod. Whenever the high priest would come by, now you could say, why don't you just wear a suit? You know, why do you have to be so Nicolaitine about this and have this differential? God had a purpose for this. He's establishing this method of, of, of worship. And he wanted everyone to remember, and there's so many other items we could talk about literally. We could literally talk about every piece of furniture in the tabernacle and temple. We could talk about several different pieces of garment, and several other accessories, and every single one of them had a particular meaning. This memorial is what God established. He said, I want you to remember. So there's a reason for memorial. Memorials, they're worth the price. You have the stones of the ephod. You have the brazen censers. You have, when they crossed the Jordan, they took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan and and set it on the side so they'd never forget what happened. You have Joshua's stone of a memorial. You have... The last one is in Luke chapter 22, verse 19. You can turn there if you want. You have the Lord's Supper. It's a memorial. God said, do this as a memorial. Well, well hold on a minute. Aren't we going to get you know, traditional and ritual about this? No, because the Bible says you should not do it so frequently as to do that. But it's a memorial. God said, I want you to do this. I want you to remember. In Luke twenty-two, nineteen, 19, it says, and he took bread and gave thanks. Is that at the Last Supper. And break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. I want you to remember, Lord Suffered, very special time. So these are memorials. Every memorial, most every memorial, and certainly every memorial we're citing this morning, they they came at a price, and they're worth a the price. We look back, we could cite individual battles. We, the, the Memorial Day was set up, Decoration Day was set up as for the Civil War. But in particular, there were several battles in there. There were key battles where, where uh, acts of great heroism were performed. Civil War, World War I, World War II, time after time. And so we remember that. In every single one of those, is a memorial. And the memorials, they came at a cost. They had a price. The next point we're going to see is, and I kind of crossed the two a little bit in the title, memorials carry a cost. In other words, so they got established because somebody did something at great cost. That's why the memorials. We don't remember, we don't try to memorialize things of little cost. We don't try to memorialize, memorialize things of small significance. But we do have memorials for soldiers, and rightfully so, we should, we absolutely should. We have memorials to our family. Many people go visit graves on this weekend. I have to admit, I I wish I was more um, regular in that. I I, I don't, we don't go frequently, but I'm going this weekend. My parents are are buried over in, um, I think it's Calvary Cemetery in Glenmont, down 9W or across the Fearbush Road. I'm gonna head over there tomorrow and, and visit that time. But whether it's, it's actually at the grave or just in our hearts, we remember these things. They're memorials, the stories that could be told, the precious moments that you experienced together, the, the meaningful decisions that were made, the challenges you went through together. Every single one of these are memorials. We have our soldiers, family, friends, special moments in life. Every one of them's a memorial. And it's, it's amazing that, that the importance of these things. And why is this so important? When we have a memorial, It shows that that meant something to me. That was important to me. That was an important element. Let's say it's national or personal. I want to read this. This is something that actually Paul Harvey had talked about years ago. Matter of fact, Paul Harvey just, is funny because his his death was frequently talked about before it actually happened. (laughs) And he would talk about that. But this is something that he said. It's a memorial. I just want to read it. It won't take long, just a minute. It says, it is, it is gratitude that prompted an old man to visit an old broken pier on the eastern seacoast of Florida. Every Friday night until his death in 1973, he would return, walking slowly and slightly stooped with a large bucket of shrimp. The seagulls would flock to this old man, and he would feed them from his bucket. Many years before, in October 1942, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker, was on a mission in B-17 to deliver an important message to General Douglas MacArthur in New Guinea. But there was an unexpected detour which would hurl Captain Eddie into the most harrowing adventure of his life. Somewhere over the South Pacific, the Flying Fortress became lost beyond reach of radio. Fuel ran dangerously low so that the men ditched their plane in the ocean. For nearly a month, Captain Eddie and his companions would fight the water and the weather in the scorching sun. They spent many sleepless nights recoiling as giant sharks rammed their rafts. The largest raft was nine by five, the biggest shark, 10 feet long. But all of their enemies at sea, one provided the most formidable, starvation. Eight days out, their rations were long gone or destroyed by the salt water. It would take a miracle to sustain them, and a miracle occurred. In Captain Eddie's own words, Cherry, that was the B-17 pilot, Captain William Cherry, read the service, he quote, he read the service that afternoon. They had times of worship and prayer together, really wonderful. They read the service that afternoon, and we finished with a prayer for deliverance and a hymn of praise. There was some talk, but it tapered off in the oppressive heat. With my hat pulled over down over my eyes to keep out some of the glare, I dozed off. Now, this is Captain Rickenbacker still talking. Something landed on my head. I knew that it was a seagull. I don't know how I knew. I just knew. Everyone else knew, too. No one said a word. But peering out from under my hat brim, without moving my head, I could see the expression on their faces. They were staring at that gull. The gull meant food, if I could catch it. And the rest, they say, is history. Captain Eddie caught the gull. Its flesh was eaten. (laughs) I know don't worry, we're we're cooking the food out here. Its flesh was eaten, its intestines were used for bait to catch fish, the survivors were sustained and their hopes renewed because a lone seagull, uncharacteristically hundreds of miles from land, offered itself as a sacrifice. You, You know that Captain Eddie made it. And now you know that he never forgot. Because every Friday evening about sunset, on a lonely stretch along the eastern Florida seacoast, you could see an old man walking, white-haired, bushy eyebrows slightly bent, his bucket filled with shrimp to feed the gulls, to remember that one which, on a day long past, gave itself without a struggle like manna in the wilderness. That was a memorial for him. That's, that's special. You know, it might not be to a gull, might not be to a cat, but we have special memorials memorials. And that meant something to him. So they come with a cost. They're worth the price. They come with a cost. And lastly, they, memorials are they're under construction. This is kind of the operative thought of today's message because uh, memorials are super important. We have memorials. We should keep memorials. Memorials are very good. I'm not talking about traditionalism or ritualism. And sometimes maybe they're a little bit close, but guess what? We're not going to stop it. We're not going to stop recognizing Memorial Day. We're not going to stop The Lord's Supper, we're not going to stop the various memorials that we have in life, certainly the ones that God has established, case studies in scripture, terrific memories of God's victory over uh, what would otherwise be impossible odds. We're not going to stop that. They're memorials. And the last point today is memorials under construction. You know, we started off by reading Psalm 112, verse 6. It says, Surely he shall not be moved forever, for the righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. You know, it's been rightly said that the only Bible some people will ever see may be us. And we'll honestly say, and probably truthfully say, you could do better. But the fact remains, we are the only Bible some people will ever see. In Matthew 26, verse 13, Jesus said, talking about the woman that anointed him, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there there shall also this that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Isn't that amazing? A memorial. Why? To, to, to highlight. It's not to make her famous or to pray to this person. It, it's so that people would realize that selfless devotion, acts of, of, of personal uh, uh, deprivation, generosity towards the Lord, they mean something to him. You know, we start off by saying the patriot's blood is a seed of Freeman's tree, freedom's tree, and that patriotism consists not in waving the flag, but in striving that our country shall be righteous as well as strong. We are building a memorial, every single one of us. We, some people don't like the memorial that they left. Well, and that may be true for some of us. You know, some of the memorials I built or some of the memorials in process, I realize I don't want those memorials. I want to get rid of those memorials. You know, there's nothing wrong with finding yourself there. I don't like the way this went. I don't like the way I've been building this. I'm just so thankful God gives us another today. And God gives us, by his grace, more tomorrows. And every memorial that we build, every memorial that we want to be built, let's get busy building them. Memorials of faithfulness to God. And the highest ones, by the way, are our service to God. It's the ones that, our labors in the Lord, Our labors are not in vain in the Lord Jesus Christ. Never in vain. Never in vain. That's that's pretty awesome. Those things will be spoken of forever. Those things one day will be brought before the judgment seat of Christ we'll, and will answer for the things done in the body, good or bad. Not for our salvation. Our sal- our salvation is by grace through faith. You know, Have we definitely repented of our sin and trusted Christ as Savior? It's the most important step you could ever take, bar none. There's nothing that even comes close to the importance of knowing that you've been born again knowing that you've received Christ as Savior, knowing that you've trusted Jesus Christ as, as the Lamb of God that, that paid the price for our sins. I was uh, about I was 20 years old, just before I turned 21, when I prayed to receive Christ as my Savior. And I, I wasn't a theologian, didn't understand a lot of the applications, but I knew I had sinned. I knew Jesus died for my sins, that he was the Son of God. And I knew I needed to ask God to forgive me for my sin and to trust Christ for my, for my salvation most wonderful thing in the world. And every step, every day beyond that, friends, is a day of building a memorial, a day of building a, a memory, building a relationship, establishing uh, habits and, and principles that are, that are most important. I'm going to just close with this verse. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. I'll read it. You can turn there if you want. Second Timothy 1, 5. Paul's saying to Timothy, in the last epistle that Paul ever wrote, he says... When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, that means the unpretentious faith, the real faith, the unfeigned faith that is in thee, Timothy, which dealt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also, calling to remembrance, building memorials. It's it's the greatest endeavor, it's the greatest endeavor of perspective, of value that we could ever be involved in, and consciously, prayerfully, God help me, to build a memorial, help me to, to be that man or woman that, uh, that you want me to be. From this point on, I can't answer for all my yesterdays, and I, I don't know all about my tomorrows, but from this day on, Lord, by the grace of God, let's build these memorials together. With every head bowed every... We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.